What's up, party people? It's Tiffany. And I'm McKenna. Did you ever think after college graduation that you're going to move into a beautiful apartment overlooking the Manhattan skyline? Maybe killing it in your dream job? Or hanging out with your best friends at a local coffee shop? Possibly engaged to your hunky beau and basically just living it up? Us too. Did you then realize all too quickly that that wasn't true? Us too. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day struggles and achievements of a post-grad life in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Mature Podcast. I'm McKenna. And I'm Tiffany. And today we are talking about being stuck on autopilot. Yes, this was another audience requested um, episode. So shout out to Golden for reaching out to us and suggesting um, this episode to us because I think it's something that, seriously, I think we all to a certain degree kind of go to, go through Um, regardless of whatever stage of life you're at. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And I feel like even right now, I was experiencing a little bit of it, but I feel like I almost go in waves of this. But like the biggest I've ever felt it was honestly like right out of Mm post-grad and like right out of um, just like being realizing you're 20-something and you know, waking up one day after you graduate and being like, okay, great. Like I have a job. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to my job. I'm going to come home. And then I'm going to do that for the next 60 years. (laughs) Just crickets. (laughs) Crickets because I think it's crickets because everyone is just like listening to this and being like, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, add like, I was like, oh, I'm going to have my morning coffee and then go to work and then come home and then work out and then mm-hmm. come home and pet my dog and yeah. then go to sleep. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, you have, I think it's hard too because you think in your life, okay, I'm still going to have those milestones. I'm still going to, you know, um, work towards a better career or like work towards a promotion, um, you know, try to get married, have kids, like go on this travel adventure, all these different types of things. But those are big, like monumental moments. They're milestones, if you will. But the day to day is pretty mundane. It's kind of boring. And people get stuck on this idea of being on autopilot. And so this whole analogy of being stuck on autopilot, it's saying, you know, all my decisions are kind of like made. Yeah. And like you this, have your goals. Yeah. You have your dreams. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know what I need to do. It's yeah. just like the time from where I am now to actually getting there. Yeah. It's kind of a little boring sometimes. A little. <laughs> I hate it personally. Um, yeah. So we kind of just wanted to talk about like our own experiences in that and kind of just our like raw emotional feelings because um I think it could be easy to just go into this mindset of being like okay so how do I fix this but I think both of us want to be really honest that like you guys aren't alone if you are feeling this because it's something both of us have gone through both of us have talked about both of us have been like yeah like we're conquering it and then like six months later be like so I'm back in this feeling (laughs) and I don't know like I think it's also good to recognize that the things that you did before to get out of that autopilot 
time may not always work every single time you're in it because you've changed and the way that you grow has changed and the way that you cope has changed and um just in general there's seasons of change and so it's not always going to work yeah and i think it's even harder too because i think sometimes you're in autopilot and the people around you aren't mm. so then like you feel super isolated and you're like yeah. why do i feel like every day is just the same but like everyone else around me is in like a different stage of life so, like they don't really understand how it's going whether your friends are like in school still or they're across the country, married, moving to the new house. Like there's just so many things where like your everyone's lives don't look the same as yours, but like you feeling that way is like completely normal. Like everyone goes through a season where it just feels so boring and it just feels like every day is the same. I I think for me, I feel like I get that way when it's exactly what I said earlier. Like I kind of already know what I'm doing. I'm like really used to it. I'm kind of a little bit out of that transition. And like every day just looks the same where like I go to work, I already know what I'm doing. Like I already figured out my career. I come home, take care of the, like take care of my family. Mm -hmm. And then, then the next day just start yeah, all over. Start all over and, and it just do it again. feels like, okay, like how am I really gonna have, like every week, like on a Sunday, I'm like, really, is this how I want this week to look like mm -hmm. again? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because um, when I go through those seasons, I think I get really depressed. Oh, mm -hmm. And it's really hard to get out of a depression when you don't know how long it's going to last. And when you have this mindset of, okay, is this just going to be the next 60 years? Yeah. Is this just how my life is going to be? And even knowing that I have goals and that's something that I want to strive towards, I still get in that space of like, it's a never ending, ending thing. And yeah. you just get in this it's almost like a black tunnel and um I've had really hard times of like trying to switch it up so I'm not in that space but for the most part I think those are just like my raw feelings it's like this is never gonna end and like I don't know how to get out of it so yeah sometimes I feel like I um I used to like write in my journal because everyone knows like we talk about journaling all the time you guys should start journaling because it really mm -hmm. helps you to understand like how you're feeling and what you're feeling and so like there are so many moments like even because I started journaling when I was I think like, even when I was like in elementary school but I really started getting really consistent when I was in high school and I wrote so many times like I feel stuck mm -hmm. I feel numb because I feel like everything in the day-to-day -day is the same and I don't know how to get out of it mm. And I, I feel like this feeling, this exact feeling, it has never gone away. I think there are seasons where I don't feel it. And like, that's how I know, like things are moving and things are changing because you, you see the like outer things changing, but mm -hmm. then on the inside, I think sometimes it always just kind of feels that same way. And I think for me, what really helps is like always trying to do something fun during the week. Yeah. Like I, yes, like you want to plan for the upcoming years, the upcoming months and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like, there's some weeks where like, there's nothing fun happening. Like yeah. there's no events to go to. Mm -hmm. There's like nothing big coming up. There's no travel plans. There's no there's travel no parties. Plans. There's, you know, your friends can't always meet yeah, up because yeah. they have their own stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, like one thing, I just try to do add something fun to like, um, just in the middle of the week. It doesn't have to be the weekend. Cause I think everyone's like, I'm gonna watch the weekend, but like you can have a fun Wednesday night. True. And it doesn't, it does not have to look like going out and drinking. If that's your thing, Go for sure. It. Do you do, like, do you, 
But like, I sometimes will like hang out with my friends in the middle of the week. I'm like, hey, like drop work a little early. Like you want to go take a walk? Like let's go get yeah. like froyo and, and walk around. Yeah. And I it's like that. working out, but also <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. I think something that um, with that idea is kind of just like putting yourself back in the driver's seat. So like taking this analogy way farther than it ever needs to go, but because <laughs> we love analogies. Yeah, mature honestly, I think it's both of our ways of just like fully trying to understand how it works in our lives. Yeah. That's just kind of how we both process. Which, thank you for being that other person <laughs> in my life. Um, but I think it's this whole idea of like, okay, you're on autopilot. You've like pressed a button and you've kind of taken your hands off the wheel because yeah. you've allowed, you know, your subconscious to just make those decisions for yourself where, you know, you wake up and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have a cup of coffee and I know this way to work and I'm going to do the same thing I do at work. Even if you have different projects that you're doing, whatever that may be, whatever your work life looks like, then you're going to take the same routine at home. You're going to do the same kind of workouts. You're going to, you know, do the same nighttime routine, whatever it is. It's your subconscious that's just gotten used to that comfortability, which is fine. However, if you feel like you're on stuck on autopilot, it's not fine mm -hmm. and it's not okay. And you're going to continue to feel like that if you continue your patterns. Yeah. So my thing that I've kind of researched and looked at is, you know, pressing the button that takes you off of autopilot, putting your hands back on the wheel and saying, okay, I'm in control. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in control of like, making those Wednesday night plans. I'm in control of changing up my routine. Like yeah. I have to understand like who's making those decisions. Yeah. And ultimately if other people are making them for you, that's one, a huge problem. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, take back your life yeah, out here. I mean, honestly, because if you think about it, like you could sit, if you're listening to this, you could sit and say, oh, I, I'm making my own decisions. But are you really? Yeah. So like, yeah. because I kind of like look at it sometimes and I will change my appearance, change my way of thinking, change my um, reactions based on other people. Mm -hmm. And because I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to offend them. So if they're comfortable with this, then I'll do this. I'm not saying that's not good and you shouldn't accommodate to people and you shouldn't compromise. But if that's how you're living your life and you subconsciously been doing that for 25 years, that may be something you might want to look into because it's changing the way that you live your life and how you, you know, look at your life. Basically. Yeah. Cause people could be walking all over you and you're just like, well, this is how it is. Yeah. Um, no. no. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I think, yes, I think I feel that same way. I think it, a big part of it is trying to like recognize like we're like, and this is what I think we always talk about is the idea of becoming self-aware mm -hmm. of like really understanding where you're at so that you can move forward better. Yes. And being on I, being on autopilot and like having, like we, I understand like people in, um, in their 20s and this is me too. Like I just, I feel like in this last year really recognized that like my life is dictated by a lot of external factors, mm -hmm. right? That's like my family, like my parents are a really big one. My siblings are a really big one. And like even faith sometimes, like my faith mm -hmm. sometimes dictates a lot of decisions I make. Like, am I really making this decision for myself or am I doing it because like this is what is quote unquote what is what is expected of me? Or an obligation. Or an obligation. Yeah. And I think that like this is the season of life where a lot of people are faced with that question. Am mm -hmm. I doing this because I really want to? Or am I doing this because I really feel obligated and I feel like this is just 
what has always been so this is how it always will be yeah. but it's not that's not the truth like that is not like what is quote-unquote truth that is not what is fact like you have the you have the choice to make your life the way you want mm-hmm. it to so a big part of that is just asking yourself these questions right yeah would you say I mean I know my answer but would you say like school and like the idea of college has kind of added to that obligations or expectations a hundred percent like the structure of like of of previously like being in school like your whole life a majority of us have been in school since we were like five Mm -hmm. like that having that structure implemented makes it super easy for you just to go on autopilot you wake up go to school you know exactly what you're gonna do you know what you need to do go to sleep wake up do all over again like a hundred percent and i think that like then now and this is again like what our entire platform's about it's about like now we have that structure taken out and we're just standing left alone like Mm -hmm. struggling to figure out what to do yeah I think I really struggled in this aspect when I like got to college because I in my head was like oh I need to go to bed by 10 and (laughs) it's it sounds so weird and I know a lot of people would be like you could do whatever you want you're in college but in my head I had been um conditioned almost yes I had a hundred percent been conditioned to this idea of like okay well I have to get up at 10 so if I want eight hours like I have to get eight hours of sleep so then I could get up at six and do my entire day because I had a really busy day in high school like my day was jam-packed with like having a social life having a basketball life like having an AP life like all these different things and so going into college and then out of college I was just like I have so much time yeah and that's what I think a lot of people get kind of in this mindset of like what do what do I almost do with all this time yes it feels like you're doing something wrong because you're not using like all this time it was freed up and you're not like quote-unquote utilizing it right yes yeah yes and you're just like am I doing something wrong wrong? because I almost feel super like if I have a day off and I have nothing to do and all my friends have that day on for work I'm like what what (laughs) what, how do I feel my time no honestly (laughs) and I'm just like okay, well, I can't go to, like, breakfast or lunch with them or dinner. I can't do this. Like, I just feel, like, stuck. And that's where I think both of us have talked about um, kind of having hobbies. Yes, we are <laughs> to fulfill big, your time. Pre- big preachers on hobbies. Everyone needs to have a hobby. And I think to add on to what we said previously about hobbies was, like, it doesn't need – you don't need to make money off of your hobby. No. It doesn't no. have to be – something like you have to turn to a business it doesn't have to be like i don't know quote unquote like useful or productive it just needs to be fun for you yes that's all yes that's all maybe something that will even like get yourself out of your comfort zone yes because to be fair okay i feel like this has been our best example of it and maybe we're exposing people maybe we're not i don't really care (laughs) but to me like when you're dating and someone asks, like, you get through all of your, like, where did you go to school? Like, what do you do now? Like, what's your family life like? You get to this, like, awkward part in, like, a date or when you're talking to somewhere where it's, like, okay, so you have all these different things. But, like, what do you do if it was just, like, your day and you get to do whatever you want? Yeah. It's so embarrassing if you literally <laughs> just sit and say nothing. Like, to me, and maybe it's just me, like, that's so unattractive. (laughs) Like, I am so not interested in someone who's just, like, 
oh yeah, like whatever. I'm so down to do a whatever day. Like we all need those, but every week, like let's go do something. Go to the, like going to the beach can be your hobby. Yeah. Like you just love being outdoors. Yes. I was like, go for it. But when you just say, oh, I'd rather just like sit at home and do nothing. Boy, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think I feel the same way where like, I definitely recognize that like, if I meet someone, even if it's not, I'm not dating them, just like as a friend. Yeah. If they just like, I do nothing else except for go to work and like go to school and take care of my family. Take care of my family. Do not get me wrong. I understand. Right. People have busy ass lives. Yes. Okay. Busy. Like I have a busy, busy yes. life. Like I understand, but I still enjoy so many things. I have so many hobbies and like, I feel like anything that's my issue. I have too many hobbies. <laughs> I can't commit to one, but like, I like it's really important too because I think if anything I think everyone secretly does have a hobby maybe you're just not identifying it Hmm. and I think that like right because I feel like oh yeah I like to go to the beach okay then so you like being outdoors like you like to be more active or like I like to read or I like movies well well, what do you like about movies do you like the storytelling do you like Mm -hmm. the music like what about it do you like I think there's there's something in all of us where I think we can enjoy we, we all enjoy something, but it's really important for you, especially now at this age, to like spend time doing those things because mm-hmm. your life is only going to get busier. Like you think yeah. your life is busy now. Like imagine, you know, eventually maybe buying a house, like owning property, having a family, like having a significant other, like you work gets busier and you're traveling all over the place. Like you just never know where your life is going to take you. And it's, I feel like it's just really important for you to like hone down, like find those hobbies. Like I think for me recently, another hobby I like picked up was kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And that is something that took me out of my comfort zone. But like, it's so fun. Like it challenges me so much because I've never, <laughs> I've never seen myself as an athletic person. I don't think anyone has ever seen me as an athletic <laughs> person. <laughs> Can I tell them a story? Okay. So freshman year of of college when me and Tiff were like still hanging out, we would go to the track at our college (laughs) and we would just, I wasn't like much of a running person, but we would just like run or walk around the track. Mind you, this was at like 10 30 11 p.m at night yeah like um it was safe there were other people there yeah there's lights it's totally it, fine. it was totally fine it was safe but i remember telling tiff i was like okay i'll do the, like the running and walking with you but you have to do an ab workout with me oh my god and tiff i kid you not i love ab workouts tiff does not like ab workouts and she was like mckenna i'm not an athletic person i don't do this i'm like tiff we just walked around the track for like an hour and she was like so like okay oh my gosh no i am we not did, like 20 crunches no we did you quit we would like do those dead bugs <laughs> oh not, they're so fun actually i really like them now but yeah. like before hated them like yeah. I, I i did i was like a little i did swim in high school for two seasons which is athletic but you were like eh because <laughs> <laughs> i like swimming it wasn't i didn't it like yes it like was a workout but like i enjoy being in water i i, I like working out when i don't feel like i'm dying I, and most <laughs> things i feel like i'm dying i feel like the way you described swimming to me was um like the two twins from a cinderella story who did like synchronized swimming <laughs> you're like it's easy like that and meanwhile i'm like drowning in the pool no i love swimming like i like yes it was hard we'd, we'd swim for like like, we had practice for, like, an hour and a half. That's a, yeah. And then, like, when you do, like, Hell Week, you do 
you do workouts on land quote on land so that's when you're doing your like ab workouts and you're doing like wall sits and yeah. I'm like it's supposed to help you or something I don't know <laughs> puts an air quotes supposed to help you <laughs> anyways long story short not, not an athletic person right. so working out has been like very very difficult for me because it's just like something that was never ingrained in my day to day like I again like I was like as a child I played outside a lot but also like sat inside a lot, <laughs> watch a lot of TV, you know, like being a potato child. But um, I think that was like our generation though. Yeah. Because 100%. people got nervous, like our families got nervous, like, oh no, <laughs> you can't be outside and play with other kids. You could get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's like, you're literally watching me from the porch, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So like now, like I started kickboxing and that has been like really fun for me. It's like another workout I would quote unquote say on land that I really love <laughs> because it's like I can for some reason like I can just do it and it's like it's not kickboxing like you are interacting with other humans it's just fitness kickboxing so it's just me and the like jigger. I don't know what it's called this the punching bag yeah punching bag but it's not it this one this one has like base it's not like just hanging that I don't could know. also be a punching bag oh that thing you know <laughs> Anyways, long story short, really love it. And that took me out of my comfort zone. And I like was really nervous about doing that because again, never had any experience with that whatsoever. But it turns out that you can have a lot of fun. And that's like something I do. Yeah. Yeah. And with that though, like I guess I just want to add to, like, I heard I went to this like um, I guess like a talk or like this event in December. And there was this guy who like kind of spoke. He, it, his name is Scott Erickson, I think that's his name. But he, he did the, the, his thing is called the Say Yes Liturgy. And he goes around, mm -hmm. travels around the country and kind of speaks about this. But one of the, the points that he made um, was like, there's a, there's a lie that we tell ourselves and that the, the lie is like, nothing's ever going to change. Mm -hmm. and I kind of want to like mention this just because like kind of when you're on autopilot that's kind of like a lie you believe like nothing's going to change like it's just how it is going to be forever and to like add to that his point he basically talked about how like our brains like we are all like we our brains comprehend things based on like different narratives like we're narrative making machines that's just the way we process mm -hmm. and when we believe that lie, like we, that's the story we tell ourselves in the head. Like nothing's gonna change. This is how it's always gonna be. Like this is what your life's gonna look like. And he says like the way to kind of break yourself out of that is to be in a like state of like childlike wonder mm -hmm. and like going to do something new where you're not familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Because then you have a sense of like wonder and then you're asking yourself questions again. And you're like, trying to figure out what works and doesn't work and you like there's no expectations for you either because you've never done it before so you're not hard on yourself you're a lot you're a lot you're adding a lot of grace to yourself by doing that and like this is kind of tying back into like finding hobbies that you might enjoy or like doing finding things that are out of your comfort zone that you would never do before but maybe this is the chance to try it yeah yeah i love that yeah this week's episode was another audience requested episode. That means someone like you who's listening to this episode messaged us and asked us to bring insights onto certain topics that they wanted us to talk about. So if you guys love this episode or if you guys are struggling with something or want 
us to talk about a very particular topic, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure to follow us on our Instagram at the mature podcast and just send us a DM. So what are hobbies that you do, McKenna? That kind um, of give you that like, I'm out of my comfort zone. Let's try this. Um, Honestly, like starting to go to the beach it sounds very like not out of my comfort zone but for a long time I really hated the beach and my mom will 100% attest to that um, because I was a very anxious child I didn't like getting messy I didn't like sand everywhere I every association I had with the beach I got burnt like a lobster <laughs> and it just like wasn't it wasn't a fun experience for me until I started like until I got a car and I was able to determine how long I would be there and then I realized like being just near the water just brought me a sense of like tranquility and it's also like a very spiritual experience for me because that's like a really big way I connect with God is being at the beach and feeling like I have open space like I'm not contained that's why I don't think I could ever live like in a landlocked state yeah like I need to be by the water because I just feel so free and so going to the beach is not just like oh, okay, I'm going to the beach. Like, when I go to the beach, like, I go, <laughs> this sounds so weird, but I go to the beach. Like, <laughs> yeah, you commit. <laughs> like, I commit. I mean, for the past couple months, like, I have gone to the beach, like, rain or shine, like, every single weekend. Yeah. And all my friends know that. Like, my whole family knows that, where I just, like, want to be there and want to just, um, like, go get a bonsai bowl or go get an ice cream cone or just, like, sit on the beach and read and um, or listen to music, take a nap, like, just being there creates this like like hobby for me where mm -hmm. I just feel at peace. It's almost a sense of like self-care. And I think one of your hobbies can be self-care. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. But um, yeah, like doing that, um, I do a lot of writing. I don't think that's really out of my comfort zone. It's very in my comfort zone. But for a long time, it wasn't. Like yeah. people telling me like, oh yeah, like you're an okay writer. But in high school, I started doing more of it. And in college, I started writing a lot of poetry. And um, that's been like a huge hobby for me is like going to bookstores and finding inspiration and doing that. So I think a lot of my time that I spend doing like my hobby doesn't look the same for other people where they're just like sitting in their room or like their apartment like writing I have to like go out and have experiences with other people that inspire me to write yeah. um, and in that moment that's when I write so that's like I mean there's like well, at one point it was something that got you out of your yeah zone, exactly yeah. I was like I, I'm like it's not really out of my comfort zone right now but I think it's fun because I also love to um, find ways to get out of my comfort zone where I have recently decided to go on a backpacking trip. Oh, yes. And go like, on a backpacking trip, going like hiking <laughs> and camping, which I can guarantee all the people who know me that are listening to this <laughs> are laughing their asses off because oh, yes. I, when you look at me, I, I might, I might look like I could do that on the weekends, but <laughs> I don't. Could. I could. could. Like, I mean, I feel like people would look at me and be like, yeah, like, why not? She looks athletic. She looks like she could. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Um, so I think that's going to be something that's going to 
kind of maybe turn into yes. a hobby. A lot of my newer friends are very into it. So I love camping. It's so fun. I, see, I just don't. And it's not that I don't like it either. Yeah, it's not yeah. that I'm like, oh, I've never wanted to do it. So I say no every chance I get. It's just like the opportunity has never arose for me. Yeah. And so this is a really exciting opportunity, but also I am scared shitless. So See, this is what we're talking about. A state of childlike wonder, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm very, very terrified, but also, like, I know I'm going with people that are excited about it and know about it. And You can trust them. Yeah, I can 100% trust them, but it is very outside of my comfort zone, and I was very nervous to say no. But honestly, I thought about it, and I didn't even address it with any of my other friends, and they weren't the ones who convinced me to go. I just said you know what? No, like I really want to get outside of my comfort zone and do stuff that I've never done. And it's in those moments that I think your mindset changes and you get out of autopilot. Like that was me getting back in the driver's seat and saying, this is super uncomfortable. This is not my routine. This is not something I plan, Mm -hmm. but here I am trying to change up my routine, change Mm -hmm. up my normal thinking patterns yeah um and that's where it starts is those moments of saying like i want to do kickboxing yeah i want to go camping (laughs) i can't even say yeah i'll get there i'll get there it's a process but um i i don't know yeah i i think that's like exactly what i was like kind of alluding to just like going out of your conflict physically just like doing something out of your own city and like i recently just came back from my trip and like that oh my god has helped me immensely get out of that like autopilot um like out of like autopilot state of mind Mm -hmm. and like if you guys didn't know i just recently came back from um keto ecuador and i was there for a week and it was amazing i like ate good food and i like was in like a city that i'm kind of familiar with but then also went to other parts of the city where i wasn't familiar with Mm -hmm. and that like definitely helped me focus on other things it's like okay like let's just go and explore let's just like walk Mm -hmm. around let's go try different foods and that physically helps you to like kind of readjust and i'm not necessarily saying take an international trip i that's not what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but sometimes a weekend away like taking a day trip sometimes like we're from like the la ish area and so like a trip to even like san diego Mm -hmm. is like super helpful or like just like going to visit a different city in general like that's 45 minutes away like it could be anywhere just doing something that you've never seen or like you don't normally do really helps that to help you like jump start and kind of kick yourself out of that autopilot like state of mind or even being a tourist in your own city yeah like there's some like local stuff that you know you grew up around but you've never done before because 100%. it's just like oh well it's always there okay so when are you getting around to doing it yes i'm a bit i'm a big advocate you know for this like too. they could like yes we live in the la area and we can go to la museums but honestly we're so in tune to thinking like that so we don't think about the museums that are down the street from us and they may not be the best ones the ones with the best art but they're still valuable and those are the ways that you get out of the routine yeah i say like even like trying new different restaurants and like being excited about it like being excited about trying new things that's i totally forgot to mention you definitely inspired that as a new hobby for me to go and try new restaurants i'm on yelp now so (laughs) It's a big, it's a big move, you guys. It's, it's a big move. I was really against Yelp for the longest time, but I'm I a, love Yelp. <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm on there now, and I don't leave reviews. But I look up really good restaurants, and I've gone to probably at least 
eight of the new restaurants that I've like really wanted to try and they're such fun experiences because I get to go and take my friends and my family and just eat different food yeah instead of the normal chick-fil-a every week which yeah. I still do don't worry chick-fil-a I'm still <laughs> with you my thing is is like I'll I, I like especially when it comes to food because like I get way too excited about different but different we love that about you uh, thanks but I get way too excited so like I will try like obviously I know where all my food favorite places are but like mm-hmm. for different like for very particular like types of food so like thai food i will try to go to a different restaurant when i'm mm-hmm. like oh i feel a little spicy today let's go try something different yeah or like i'll try a different meal and i think a big that's like another like a piece of advice i would say would be like to find joy in like the little things mm-hmm. in the day-to-day like yeah maybe you can't do like you can't travel you can't go somewhere far but like look forward to like doing those small things every single day because mm-hmm. I think it really, really helps. Yeah. And also finding gratitude in that. Yes. That's a big thing that we were both talking about before. It's just, you know, you have those moments and those exciting parts of your life, but also appreciate, it's almost, um, if you would like romanticizing those mundane moments, because that's what your life consists of. That's what we were talking about is your life is made up of these monumental milestones and that's what everyone remembers. But at the end of the day, like you remember those, like for me, I try to romanticize my life when I have my windows down and I'm driving and I'm with my friends and I'm listening to this like really cool music and those are the moments that I really cherish and love about my life. But those aren't like a milestone. It's not like my wedding day, you know. <laughs> but it's it's times like this where you have to appreciate that because that gets you out of autopilot. That mm-hmm. gets you out of that routine life where you're just like, wow, okay, great. Like I had another cup of coffee today. Like, cool. I had another cup cup of coffee. Maybe I'll try a different type of coffee. Maybe I'll try cream with it. Maybe I'll try oat milk with it. Like maybe I'll put like a sprinkle of vanilla in it, you know, just (laughs) like try to change it up so that you can romanticize and find gratitude in those moments. Um, something I've also started doing that kind of shows that gratitude is writing like grateful fors Mm -hmm. at the end of my day in my journal, because it's, it's hard because I think a lot of people think at the end of the day, oh, now I have to go back and think of like three things that I was grateful for. But the way that I've tried to change it up, because that's how I thought for so long, um, is realizing in the middle of my day, like, okay, what was a moment that I felt grateful for in the last like hour? That Because I know at the end of the day, I'm going to have to write three things I'm grateful for. And I suck at, you know, being at the end of the day and having a really crappy day and just being like, I'll screw it. I won't do it. Yeah. You know, so in your head, like start thinking about things that have been really great. Like today, um, before we started filming, like Tiff brought me a hot chocolate with oat milk. And that to me, like I almost went, I almost texted her and asked her if she wanted it. I got here and I even asked her like, oh, does this have regular milk? She's like, no, it has oat milk like you like. And I almost started crying (laughs) because it's something that is so small. But to me, like knowing me, like that is something so special. And knowing that she like thought of me in that way and remembered that, like that's going in my grateful for us at the end of the day. Oh, you guys. (laughs) But you know, no, but it's true. Like these are times where you need to recognize like there's so much, um, there's so much crap going on in the world that it really does sometimes take every small effort to find that gratitude in your day-to-day life yeah 100 percent. and like to add on to that there was a season in my life where um 
I had to like keep a journal for school, like specifically for school, it wasn't just my own journal, but I went out of my way. Every time I wrote in that journal, I could write whatever I wanted. I wrote like grateful for. So I, instead of writing three things, I would just sit and <clears throat> just write things I'm grateful for. And I just like literally bullet point like things. Like I would even say down to like the cup of water I'm drinking, mm. like so specific, like this cup of water I'm drinking, this chair that I'm sitting on, mm. um, the fact that I can walk, the fact that like I can go out right now and like buy my favorite bag of chips, which mm. is sometimes a real luxury, y'all. It's a real luxury. It really is. <laughs> and like, just like small things like that, or even just like the fact that like I can see really well. Like I, right now, I've, I'm lucky, y'all I know, I have perfect mm -hmm. vision. So like the fact that I don't have to wear glasses, like I'm really grateful for that. But like, it's literally down to like the smallest things. And I did that for like three months. Mm -hmm. You guys, it changed everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not like a night, per like I'm not like a, oh, I'm gonna do this at night. Like I just wrote it at like every day at whatever time I could. Mm -hmm. And it really just helped you reset your brain to like look at the small things and be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm really grateful that I get to drink this cup of coffee right now. Like some people can't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess the last thing like I really wanted to mention was like the whole idea of like the mundane ordinary and kind of adding on to that. Like we went for like, well, right before we graduated, we went to our baccalaureate and the woman who our keynote speaker was talking about this. And like to this day, I still remember and I try to apply it to my life, but it is really hard. She just mentioned and said that like, our, like, our lives are not made up of milestones. Our lives are made up a lot and strung together of lots of mundane days and mundane moments. And it's really important for us just to basically like find the small things and make that so much more enjoyable that when we do celebrate the milestones, we're like, oh, I get to enjoy this, but tomorrow I get to go back to like mm. the small things and going back to the day to day. Um, so yeah. Anyways, so hope you guys enjoy this episode talking about all about autopilot and just kind of getting to that weird, like, weird state of mind yeah. where you feel like you can't get out. Um, hope you guys found this super helpful. If you know someone else that's stuck on autopilot and needs that little kick, uh, make sure to send them this episode. Um, if you also enjoy this, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss on any episodes and make sure to follow us on our Instagram. And if you can, leave us a review. And if you also have a suggestion for episodes, yes. send it to please. us. Because, please, please, please. again, this was an audience-requested episode. Yeah. And we love, 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 love doing episodes like these. Okay? So, we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.